verses 3. I'm going to read from 3. Exodus chapter 3, verse 3. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Verse 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I want you to listen to this. For the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrow. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a land, good land, and large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm reading also from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, now fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Lord, this morning we come to your word. We come to your people. Lord, we pray that you will speak this morning. We stand behind that shadow of the cross and we pray, Lord, that you will speak, that you will proclaim, and you will bring your word into the hearts of your people this morning. A word for 2024 that will resonate in the hearts of your people. I ask you for grace. I ask you for anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be seated. Praise the Lord for everyone who made it this morning in the, in the treacherous day. <clears throat> the epistle of Hebrews <clears throat> brings to us a very encouraging letter. And it is to those who have come by faith that have gone through significant suffering and trial, a testing of their faith. And the writer of Hebrews, while not clear as to who it is, and there are many, many ideas as to who it is, we know that he is speaking with authority. And he weaves the Old Old Testament into the New Testament. And he tells them that they must endure to the end. And writing to the Jewish Christians who are in danger of apostasy. And seeing that he did not want them to deny their Lord Jesus. And go back to Moses. He writes this epistle. And the themes of this epistle are many, which I'm not going to get into, but I will touch for you. It speaks of the superiority of Christ. It speaks about the priesthood of Christ. It speaks to us about the access to God through Christ Jesus. And the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. 
and says that we are invited to approach God through Christ with confidence and boldness. He speaks to us about perseverance and endurance, which I will come to. And he speaks about warning against apostasy. And he speaks about the most central theme that is again weaved throughout this book is faith in the Lord Jesus. But if you had to put the key verse and the theme, you would come to Hebrews 10, 35, which says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense or, or great represent recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. For you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that cometh will come and will not tarry, but the just shall live by faith. I'm going to stop there. That is the key verse of that book where apostles saying to them, Cast not away your confidence. Because you have to endure to the end. You are called to endure. Don't go back. Don't go back. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't go back. Don't go back. He's telling them to endure. <clears throat> to be strong. Dr. Jolie expressed to us this morning. And he spoke. He said, be strong. Be courageous. Writer of Hebrews this morning is speaking in a very similar theme that says you have to endure. Be steadfast. Be firm, Finney Joshua. Be strong. And in expressing that, he writes again to the people and he says, and he goes through the list of the heroes of faith. And he takes an experience he takes a very extensive passage. Seven verses are given to Moses. That's pretty long. And he also talks about Abraham, who gets exceptional coverage as well. But he covers Moses, and he gives him about seven verses. And one of the verses this morning that I want us to focus is, by faith, by faith, Moses endured, or he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he endured seeing him who is invisible. This morning, the title that I had, I don't know what happened to the title, but was it there? I don't remember. Endurance through encounter. Endurance in encounter. How did Moses endure? He endured seeing him who is invisible. Seeing him who is invisible. My dear brother, this morning, you and I are in 2024, has begun. Your Christian life, my Christian life, is a journey. It is a journey. It is a race. But the race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong. But as Jesus says, he that endures to the 
end shall be saved. He that endures to the end shall be saved. And writer writing to Hebrews continues on that theme of endurance. And he says, in chapter 12, he says, Let us lay aside every weight of sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance, one Bible says. We are running. But we are running with endurance. And as Moses is talking, or the writer of Hebrews talks about the endurance of Moses, the writer, of Mo, the writer takes us back. He takes us back to Exodus. And in writing about Moses, he uses that magnifying glass for all of us to see something that is not necessarily clearly expressed in Exodus. And he says, Moses, he endured seeing him who is invisible. Well, we need to understand what that means. Because each of us first to endure, we need to see the invisible. We need to have that personal encounter. So I take you back to Exodus, the passage that I read. And in this passage of Exodus chapter 3, I want us to draw with me into pulling this passage out. And this morning, yes, Moses had an encounter. Moses had an encounter with God, and he endured. But this morning, for you and for me, 2024, may I pray with you, for myself and for you, that you will have that encounter with God. Can you, can you say that? Lord, I want an encounter with God. 2024, if you have that encounter with God, it will change the trajectory of your life. The trajectory of the life of Moses was changed because he had an encounter with God. This morning, pray with me. Pray as you're in your seat. Lord, I want an encounter with you. An encounter that will bring an endurance in my life. This morning, I want to pull out seven things from this passage that speaks of an encounter with God that Moses had, number one. Verse four, God called him. Moses, Moses, this morning, the encounter begins with the call of God that calls you and he knows you by name. He knows your name. The God who you and I serve is a God that knows how to call you. He knows your name. He said, Moses, Moses. Yes, you are drawn out of the water. Yes, your name is given by Pharaoh's daughter, but I am calling you the God of your fathers. God knows your name. God knows your name. But the Bible says, Moses turned aside, verse 3, to see this great sight. 
Moses turned aside to see. This morning, I want to tell you, the operation of God requires the cooperation of man. God will do his operation, but your cooperation is required. God can do. He can do all things. But every person that worked with God, every person that God used, were people who cooperated with him. God can do. You don't want to make him do for you. When I mean that, don't make him to do, but cooperate. Believe. That's what cooperation is. Believe. God called him. And the trajectory of his life began to change. And this morning, whether you're in a mountain, whether you're in a desert, whether you're in a spring, whether you're in an office, whether you're in a car, whether you are here, whether you're in the belly of a fish, God calls you. God calls you. Your age is not important to God because Moses was 80 at this time. At the age of 80, God called him Moses. Moses, this morning, that same God is calling you and me. He wants to change the trajectory of your life. So he says, turn, turn, so I can change the trajectory of your life. Number one, God called him. God calls us by name. Number two, God introduces, God initiates himself to Moses by telling him, I am the God of your I am the God of your fathers. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses lived in Egypt. He was known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But he rejected. He rejected to be called. He refused to be called the son of comes to him 80 years later. He said, Moses, Moses, your identity is not lost with me. Your identity is not lost with me. I know you. I am the God of your fathers. God knows you. God knows your family. God knows who you've been, where you've been. The promise on your life is something that God is pursuing you with. The pursuit of God is upon Moses, and the pursuit of God is upon you. God is pursuing you. And God is relentless in his pursuit of his people. And we see God pursuing him. Yes, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been 40 years since... He left Egypt. That's a long time. For all of us, 40 years is a long time. But his endurance came with an encounter with God. God comes to him and he says and he reveals himself to him. And this morning, God wants to reveal himself to you. 2024 is a moment that God wants to reveal himself to you in a way he's never revealed to you before.
wants to reveal that to you because he wants you to know. And this is what I was looking at. The words of the song today, I didn't know all of it. And so when Jolie and Gil came and touched me, I wanted to get the full picture of the song. It says, God, it says, you have the final say. The song that we sang today. I don't know if you caught it. For me, it was very powerful because I had it written down in my notes. This morning, I want you to know, God has the final say in your life. 2024, as we walk, may we know God has the final say in our life. That should give us great confidence because the doctor does not have the final say. Your parents may not have the final say. Your lawyer doesn't have the final say. Your boss doesn't have the final say. Whoever put whatever they want to say upon you, this morning, I want to tell you that your God is pursuing you to tell you God has the final say in your life. God writes the conclusion of your life. What you are seeing is only temporal. What you are seeing is not always seeing clearly, but what you are seeing is temporal. God has the final say in your life. Yes, my friend, that should bring us great hope. Thank you for telling us that song. You have the final say. God calls him by name. God initiates himself to him to conform, confirm his identity. Number three, very powerful. The Lord says to him, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Oh my goodness. Your God, my God. One that sees. Your God and my God is not blind. The God that we serve, the attributes of our God, this morning, from that verse we see, God says to him, Moses, it has been 400 years since you heard. Your people, my people, this is my people. He says, this is my people. He said that. He says, this is my people. My people, he says, I have heard the affliction. I've seen the affliction of my people. This morning, you are God's child. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears, and the Lord sees. But more than that, this morning, I want to tell you that the Lord you serve, the Lord I serve, is one who has the ability to see. Hebrews tells us there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him who we must give account. Psalm 139. Oh my, the psalmist has a lot to say. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you behold, you are there. Solomon writes, The eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good. 
The prophets write Jeremiah that says, Jeremiah 23, can anyone hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Says the Lord, do I not fill the heavens and the earth? My friends, there's nowhere that you and I can go where God's presence does not reach. He is seeing everything and God tells Moses, I am seeing the affliction I have seen. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. This morning for God's people, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Samuel Harris had a very, very, very sobering word from the Lord. Samuel was told by God, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance. The eyes of the Lord looks at the heart. The eyes of the Lord, my brother and sister, is one that sees. Peter says, let your adornment be of the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty of gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Eyes of the Lord, the sight of the Lord has some quality that he's looking for precious. Moses, I have seen, but he's not finished. Number four, God is not just a God who sees. He tells him, I have heard the affliction. I'm sorry, I, I've heard their cry. My God, as you walk through 2024, is a God that is not deaf. He's a God that hears. Not only does he see, but my God is one that is listening attentively. And chapter 3 helps us to understand and resonate the message that God speaks all throughout. I waited patiently, David says, for the Lord, and he heard mine. The righteous cry, and the Lord heard him and delivered him from all his troubles. Isaiah speaks as it shall come to pass in that day that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The Lord is one that hears. First John chapter 5, verse 14 that says, this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything, anything according to his will, he, he hears us. He hears us. Moses, I have heard the affliction. I've, see, I've heard the cry of my people. One of my favorites, when Jeremiah speaks, and the Lord tells him, Chapter 33, verse 3. Call unto me, and I will answer you. What a great invitation. 
Call unto me. This is not Finney speaking. This is what God is saying. Call unto me. And I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. This morning for 2024, the God that we serve is one that is mighty. And as you call on him, he can speak. I'm sorry, he can hear. Because when you speak, he hears. God that sees, a God that hears. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 7 is so beautiful. For I know, for I know, I know their sorrow. The God that we see, I'm sorry, the God that we, uh, is expressing to us is one that sees, the one that hears, and the God is one that, come on, knows. As we walk about 24, we walk with that awareness to know he sees, he hears, and he knows. I like the NIV. I think it says he's concerned. He's concerned. He's concerned about you. You don't need to inform God. Yes, we can speak to him. We can share with him our troubles. That's not what I'm talking about. But he doesn't need an understanding. He doesn't need an understanding. Isaiah says, who had directed the spirit of the Lord? Or, his, or, be, or as his counselor has informed him. With whom does he consult? And who would give him understanding? Who taught him the path of justice? And taught him knowledge? And informed him of the way of understanding? The God that we serve is one that knows. He knows. He's aware. Oh, Paul says, how the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how unfathomable are his ways. Who has known the mind of the Lord or became his counselor? This morning, you and I have a heavenly father that calls us, that initiates us, that sees, that hears, and he knows. He knows. But if there's one thing that a God that sees and hears and knows and calls and initiates, I think for Moses, the biggest thing was the next one, verse 8. And for 2024, I want you to believe God for this. God says, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. A God that calls, a God that initiates, a God that says, I see, a God that says, I hear, a God that says, I know, but a God that says, I am come down. That gave Moses. This message from God gave Moses that empowerment to believe. That empowerment to trust God. This morning, the same God is moving to come down for you. As you walk through 2024, can you believe God for that situation in your life that you want God to come down for you? He is able to come down. 
The same God that came down for Moses is the same God that comes for you and for me. Moses believed for he endured seeing him who is invisible. Moses believed. Moses was able to endure because he had that personal encounter with God. This morning, I shared with you the encounter of Moses. God called him by name. God initiated. God said to him, I see. I hear. I know. Oh, but I'm coming down. I am coming down. If there's anything that could give us great hope is to know that the Lord has come down and is standing beside us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Apostle Paul, writing this, he wanted the church to know that the Christ that was in the heavens at the sitting, seated at the right hand, is the same God that he writes to Colossians. And he said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, Christ is with you. Christ is beside you. But it's that same Christ that is in you. And as we walk out of 2020, into 2024, the Lord wants to come down for you. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? The Lord came down and showed himself on that burning bush. And the same God is burning in our midst and is speaking his word to us. And this morning, you and I have that opportunity to respond in faith. Respond in faith. Will you close your eyes? Hallelujah. Moses, I'll close with this. God has the final say in your life. Moses chose the imperishable, saw the invisible, did the impossible. God bless you.